Over the last few weeks, there's been a great public outpouring for Ohio's healthcare workers, especially those working in our hospitals. We've engaged in some of that appreciation on this show. At the same time, we've also tried to make sure that we call attention to those who might not be in the spotlight, especially those working jobs that keep our society healthy and running behind the scenes. These people might not even be given a single thought on TV or in social media. When everything is all COVID all the time, it's easy to lose track of the daily work that's being done around our state. But it's also easy to forget that health is more than just protecting ourselves from this virus. In healthcare specifically, we have to ask, are we taking care of ourselves beyond just addressing this emergency? This is Prognosis Ohio, a WCBE healthcare podcast. I'm Dan Skinner. There's an interesting dynamic in healthcare. Though Ohio appears to have done a pretty good job avoiding the worst of the coronavirus, at least so far, it's also true that while we're largely shut down, there's a chance that we could miss opportunities to address our other healthcare needs. After all, it's not as though diabetes, cancer, or even the flu just stop because there's a pandemic. In fact, there's a real concern that one effect of Ohioans trying to stay home and social distance is that they may not be addressing their non-COVID healthcare needs. These range from physical exams to mental health care needs, some of which are stemming from the experience of social distancing itself, including difficult domestic situations or the increased dangers of substance misuse or the general anxiety stemming from mass unemployment. On today's show, we're going to talk about a lifeline of prevention and wellness in our state, Ohio's Community Health Centers. We provide listeners not only with a sense of what Ohio's Community Health Centers do, but how the coronavirus is affecting their work and what role Community Health Centers stand to play moving forward in testing and getting our state back on track. Today's guest, Julie DeRossi-King, is Chief Operations Officer for the Ohio Association of Community Health Centers. OACHC represents Ohio's 55 community health centers at over 380 locations, including multiple mobile units in 68 of Ohio's 88 counties. In 2018, Ohio's community health centers provided care to almost 800,000 Ohioans and recorded over 3 million patient visits. Collectively, from a national perspective, community health centers are the largest healthcare system in the U.S. and are routinely considered one of the most important programs funded by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. As always, before turning to my conversation with today's guest, I'd like to remind you to please subscribe to Prognosis Ohio wherever you get your podcasts and consider following us on Twitter at, at @prognosisohio. Also, if you have ideas for show themes or interviews or for any reason at all, please don't hesitate to email us at prognosisohio@gmail.com. At okay, and out of my conversation with Julie DeRossi King of the Ohio Association of Community Health Centers. Well, thanks, Julie, for joining me on the show. I really appreciate you taking some time to talk with us. Uh, thanks, Dan, for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So there's been a lot of focus during this COVID-19 pandemic, and you know, appropriately so in many ways, on, on hospitals around our country and within our state. We're worried about hospital capacity, worried about our hospitals being overwhelmed by the virus. But there are also people working in Ohio communities uh, doing kind of the, the groundwork um, in rural communities, in, um, you know, smaller settings like community health centers. So I wanted to call attention to the work that those organizations are doing as well. I haven't seen much about community health centers in the media, and I wanted just to ask you to talk a little bit about you know, what community health centers are, first of all, and what role are they playing in this current moment? Thanks, Dan. Um, and I'll give a shout out to, to our hospital partners. They certainly are, you know, facing COVID head on and facing fear every day. 
and I salute all of them. And in the same breath, I, I certainly salute and applaud our community health centers who are on the front lines right now. Our mission as a community health center, we have about 56 organizations in Ohio with about 400 healthcare delivery sites all across the state. And as you so well said, in our urban and rural areas, inner city parts of Appalachia, our mission is really to serve the underserved in a holistic, uh, comprehensive, community-based primary care kind of way. And uh, they really are the, the unsung heroes. And we certainly take our mission to heart right now and are stepping up to be on the front lines, maybe now more so than ever, so our hospital partners can be the last line of defense. So as we head into Ohio's peak time, we certainly take um, very seriously our mission and ability to keep folks out of the hospitals and the emergency rooms um, so the hospitals can spend their energy and capacity on Ohioans who need that level of care in our hospitals or our severe COVID cases. And health centers are really stepping up. Um, we are open for business and wanting to provide care to everybody regardless if they have insurance or not, whether yeah. that's public or private, and be their resource and, and first stop in their healthcare journey. Um, and this is speaking to COVID-19 or just their regular healthcare needs because right. we are concerned that in the next you know, 30, 60, 90, 120 days, we could see a second wave of trauma um, from folks that have gone without that prevention or primary care. And when they do enter the healthcare system, then at that point, they'll need a higher level of care or potentially hospital care. So we wanna keep folks home and safe and well as much as possible. So there's two things I really want to pull out of there that I really appreciated you you sharing with us. The first is that the way you kind of described the work that community health centers are doing sounded a little bit like, you know, here I am staying at home and social distancing and trying to do my part. And I'm going to just take Dr. Amy Acton's um, words and just own it, which is she thinks I'm a hero. And I'm just going to say, OK, I'll take that. Right. Because that's what <laughs> Great. I that's what I can do. But you talked about community health centers in a way uh, as, as being that frontline community-based um, healthcare institution is one way that you can handle health needs that Ohioans have and maybe keep them out of the hospitals so that COVID patients in hospitals and that the workforce in hospitals uh, can do their job with the, um, the emerging virus, especially as we you know, come up to the peak. Um, it's really, so our mission is to reducing barriers to yeah. accessing care. And a large part of that is offering uh, several integrated services, either on-site or through telehealth. Mm. And so that includes medical, dental, behavioral health services, mental health services, even substance use disorders, um, well child visits. We serve the entire life cycle. So our cutie newborns all the way through their great-great-grandparents 
we can be helpful. And a shout out to Governor DeWine and Dr. Acton and Director Corcoran over at the Ohio Department of Medicaid. The governor issued an executive order that really broadened Ohio's current telehealth policy. And it has been a game changer. We were doing our best to stay home, to social distance. And quite frankly, we may not be super excited to go into the doctor's office right now, especially if you're not symptomatic with COVID-19, but have other other healthcare needs. And so in an effort to reduce unnecessary exposures, not only for our patients, but our staff, and I'm sure you've heard about the shortage and struggle to um, ascertain PPE and some of those supplies and equipments, the masks, the gloves, the face shields, telehealth has really been amazing under the governor's emergency executive order and really broadened it. So patients can be at home, the provider can be at home. And under the old policy, it was for patients that we had an existing relationship with. But the governor opened that up and it can even be for new patients. So even if you're not established, whether we're talking about a community health center or a different primary care provider, all Ohioans can use telehealth right now. I guess I just want to talk a little bit more about this um, issue that you pointed to, which is right now everything is all COVID all the time, which you know is maybe as it should be. It's a huge crisis affecting our state in this big way, but we will come out of this on the other side. And one of the things that I appreciate that community health centers seem to be doing and the philosophy here is we also need to remember that Ohioans' health needs to be addressed right now in non-COVID contexts. Right. Um, that, that's one part of it. I mean, people still get sick. People are still developing other kinds of diseases and other kinds of symptoms and uh, prevention really still matters. But also, as you mentioned, we, we're worried about the effects of COVID, not just in the virus itself, but the trauma that people are experiencing, the mental health component of isolation and other issues. Is that one role that community health centers see themselves as playing? Yes, Dan, thank you so much for specifically asking that question. Um, I think we're all struggling more so than normal. And absolutely, please reach out to your community health center. We have not only physicians and nurse practitioners, but counselors, psychologists, licensed independent social workers, a lot of folks that are willing, able, and ready to talk with you with whatever your struggling with, dealing with, how you're feeling, please do reach out. Prognosis Ohio has grown so much since mid-February when we last sat down to reflect on the show and rethink some of our goals and methods. For that, we'd like to thank all of our listeners, new and old, for both listening and for subscribing to the show. Our goal is to help create a widely informed and engaged community within Ohio that shares our interest in protecting public health. Recently, to help grow our show, we've been looking to advertisers for funding, but we're hesitant to hawk any essential snake oils or diet supplements to our listeners through sketchy advertising spots. So for now, we've set up a Patreon page for anyone who's interested in supporting the continued growth of the show. I have to tell you, a large portion of your support is going to go to my producer, recent COVID restaurant layoff, and Battelle disinfectant technician applicant, Mark Franz. We appreciate everything you've done for the show, and we hope to continue to do our best for you moving forward. 
You can go to patreon.com slash prognosisohio today to become an official Patreon for your go-to healthcare podcast at just $3 a month. Again, that's patreon.com slash prognosisohio. And thanks. Are Ohio's community health centers um, encountering people with COVID? Are, are people with COVID or COVID-like symptoms coming to Ohio's community health centers? And what kind of role are the community health centers playing specifically there? So absolutely. we um, Some of our staff have um, had COVID-19, um, are some of our patients. And the way um, in Ohio right now, the, the focus and directive has as far as testing goes, has really focused on our most critically ill with symptoms um, and or our healthcare workers. But I think as we hear Dr. Acton and the governor talking about wanting to get a greater sense and do more broad testing um, to include those mild and moderate cases, I think health centers will play a critical part of that plan and that strategy. So uh, there's a limited number of health centers that are testing now where they have needed to, to either preserve um, access to care or patient care, but largely our healthcare system right now, the testing is happening in hospitals. But as that um, strategy continues to um, spread, health centers will absolutely play a critical role. And now, um, even if an actual physical test isn't being provided at the health center, our uh, provider teams are certainly screening and triaging um, and then guiding them appropriately. And whether that results in self-isolation or quarantining themselves, as the case may be, we are able to do that now. But I do hope that uh, we see more broader testing um, as the days go by and health centers can absolutely play a, a pivotal role in that. And not just because health centers have trained professionals, but also the location of health centers in our state. You know, there's a lot that's been said, rightly so, about just um, you know the lack of um, hospital access, and especially in rural counties and throughout Ohio and elsewhere. But community health centers are really well positioned to be there. And I would guess that as we now get to this next phase of you know dealing with the crisis, but then trying to find out what is the community spread doing more aggressive uh, and even random testing out there, community health centers could probably and are well positioned to play a really important role with that. Absolutely. That's very well said, Dan. We have about 400 locations across the state and half you're going to find in those big metro areas, but the other half are certainly in our rural areas of the of the state and in all throughout Appalachia as well. And they are their, um, you know, health centers have been around for nearly 55 years and they really are seen as those trusted community providers. Yeah, it's interesting though with the question of just whether we're caring at this moment for Ohioans, just general health needs beyond the COVID situation. Uh, I've spoken to some clinicians working in, in, in hospitals who have said, yeah, it's really quiet actually right now. And the reason why is because they've just triaged to make sure that they had capacity for COVID. So all those people who are not going to hospitals, the question is, where are they going? Right. And, and again, just highlighting 
the resources that the governor has given to all Ohioans through telehealth and to providers certainly is really phenomenal and is another way Ohio is leading in this country. So I would implore you all, if you don't have a, a family doctor today or a primary care home, please do reach out to your community health center. We are open to everybody regardless of insurance status. So even if you have private insurance or you've lost your insurance or you have Medicaid or Medicare, um, we can we can help everybody. So I know that you, like me and like others, are you know staying at, at home uh, mm-hmm. and social distancing and doing your part there and working from home. I don't know if you actually remembered to bring your crystal ball from your office to your home, but I wonder if I can just <laughs> ask you, do you, do you think that the accommodations that we've made with regard to telemedicine and some of these changes to accommodate the COVID situation, is it your sense that these might hold or are we going to go back to a post-COVID time where you know, we undo those, um, those accommodations? You know, that's a great question. I am seeing um, healthcare transform before my eyes, quite frankly. And I think the immediate access and the convenience are going to be things that we as Ohioans, as consumers of healthcare, um, are going to continue to need and desire and want even after the pandemic. Yeah, and it's one of the big questions right now that I have, which is, you know, we know this is transforming us. I mean, I teach medical students and, um, you know, being a medical student right now is going to look different than it was even six months ago. We, we have students starting residency in July. I can't imagine starting residency now under these conditions, but you know, one thing is clear, this is a, a real sign that medicine is not going to be the same. Although I do have to say, I worry that we won't learn those lessons as well. I don't want to sound too opportunistic, but we need to learn from these things. You know, while we need to go back to life as normal and get back to business and enjoy, you know, being out in the world and restaurants and all of that, right. we also need to take this opportunity to realize what kind of healthcare system we had what the uh, good parts were and what the bad parts were. And, you know, I I keep going back and forth in some of these policy developments to just wonder if um, they're going to hold or if these just are emergency measures in the kind of traditional sense. Yeah, I think I look forward to the opportunity when we um, are on the other side of this pandemic and can um, evaluate some of the provisions that we have in place today because of the pandemic and what worked, um, what needs tweaked, and what was only effective because of the emergency pandemic that we're experiencing right now. So um, I think a, a time to evaluate and really take a look at that and not just end it all because the pandemic has slowed down or come to an end and not just continue on. You know, there's, um, I think, going to be some that end and some that um, stay in this transformation. So I know that you're finalizing uh, a survey that you've done of Ohio's community health centers, and I will be providing listeners and through social media as well. When that report comes out, I'll share some of those findings. But I wonder if there's anything that's jumped off the page to you or anything that, you know, anecdotes or data points that you are finding interesting to kind of encapsulate what community health centers are experiencing right now. 
So we do know that our health centers in Ohio and, and much like our counterparts in other states um, are experiencing a um, decrease in in-person uh, visits at our health centers. Those people are just scared to go out and they don't want to expose themselves? Correct. Absolutely. And um, that has a, an impact. So when you're part of the, the largest part of the safety net, that certainly has a, a ability, an impact on our ability to operate. And many health centers operate on a shoestring budget. But with the, the telehealth capabilities, I do think we're seeing that initial drop come back up. And some, probably um, the exception, not the rule at this point, are back to where they were pre-COVID days. But I think the big takeaway for that is that we have additional capacity and we have the capacity also to do testing. And I listen, I listen to Dr. Acton and the governor and Lieutenant Governor almost every day. And I know that we want to do a better job of testing and testing more Ohioans um, and not just on those real critically ill cases with symptoms or a healthcare workforce. And so um, we specifically have been talking with our health centers in Ohio about their um, ability and capacity to test. And that is absolutely coming through loud and clear um, but what goes hand in hand with that, of course, is the adequate PPE. So um, I applaud the, the leadership in our state for being innovative and in charging manufacturers to manufacture more and create more PPE where we can, because it's certainly in high demand. Um, it's, it's really hard to access on a steady basis at this point. So we're turning over every stone. I applaud Battelle for coming up with the technology and seeing that through at the FDA so they can now decontaminate some of our uh, PPE or N95s. I think that's, you know, again, turn over every stone possible. The PPE and the ability to use health centers and testing, whether that's in the health center, out in the parking lot, or doing drive-up testing, we are here and want to be part of the solution. And again, we want to provide that access for more Ohioans so they're not turning to our hospital emergency rooms or hospitals when they could be treated in primary care setting or tested in a primary care setting and then sent home to to recover. Great. So I'll be linking to some resources uh, on community health centers and on your organization in our show notes. Um, and we'll be sending some links out. And I, I guess my big takeaway from our conversation, I mean, there are a number of them, but one of the big ones is Ohio's community health centers are open for business and they're really well positioned to play an important role in not just this moment, but the next um, moment as well, whatever that is, whenever that is. And I just want to thank you, Julie, for you know taking some time to share this insight with our listeners. It's a really important one. And I just want to make sure we keep the entire safety net in view as we uh, go through the next stage of this COVID pandemic. Well, thank you. Thank you, Dan, for having me and to your listeners. It's truly been uh, my pleasure. And I, I couldn't agree with you more in conjunction and collaboration with our local hospitals. Health centers absolutely are here to lessen the burden and provide care to all Ohioans. And I'm happy to, to be a resource moving forward and look forward to following up and sharing some, some links for the listeners as well. Great. Well, all my best to you and your colleagues. 
Thank you. You too. Prognosis Ohio is hosted by Dan Skinner and produced by Dan Skinner and Mark Friends. You can find show notes for today's episode on WCBE's webpage at wcbe.org under the podcast experience tab. You can subscribe to Prognosis Ohio on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at at Prognosis Ohio, especially for tweets and retweets we're putting out with the latest information from state public health and other officials. As always, we encourage you to email us your suggestions and your feedback at prognosisohio at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and be well, friends.